And controversial three, two, subjects. One. Controversial subjects with the three of us. This one may be even too controversial for me, even though it's it's the topic <laughs> I came up with. And I'm going to be honest with you. The reason I chose this, and 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 I got a little bit of an education deciding about this because. We just decided this this afternoon. I, had, I reached out to Rav Jor and I said, you have any thoughts about what you want to talk about tonight? And he said, well, wh what's on your mind? And I said, you know, it's a, it's a topic <clears throat> that's been, you know, on my mind for the past couple of days, this idea of self-hating Jews. And the reason it, it, it really got me was I saw an article yesterday where Bernie Sanders um, uh, made a comment about the fact that Israel is a racist country or the, the government of Israel is racist and therefore there should be strings attached to any kind of aid that the U.S. gives to, um, to Israel. And I thought about, you know, in talking about the president of the U.S., Menachem Begin, when Menachem Begin was prime minister and he was visiting the U.S. when Joe Biden was a senator at the time, Joe Biden threatened him when he was visiting the Senate with cutting off aid to Israel. And Menachem Begin looked at Biden in the Senate and said, do I look like a Jew with shaky knees to you? He said, do you, were you there in 1948? Um, I wish we had prime ministers like that, guys like Menachem Begin and, and Shamir, Itzhak Shamir, who, who, you know, would when journalists would come in, would be sitting there with their feet up on the desk with a cigarette and a beer on their desk, you know, with today their shirt my son, today, huh? my son, today, my son Nachman asked me a question. He said, Father, do you think that if all the nations will fight against us, do we stand a chance? I told him that is the only way that we can win if everyone will be against us. As long as we are counting someone else but ourselves, we're in deep trouble. Only <laughs> when we're going to know that we can trust only on Hashem and we don't have no one else to trust, only then we can succeed. <laughs> right. So, so that's very true. So yeah. what I started what I started thinking about when I looked at this was then I asked the question and that's why the title was self-hating Jews. And then I asked the question, do they hate being Jewish or do they really hate Judaism? And I got a little bit of an education and I think I'm going to change my attitude about this because sometimes I make the error of looking at people that I disagree with and calling them self-hating Jews. And I've come to the realization, at least from some of the things that I've researched, that it's not an issue of them hating being Jewish, but they hate Judaism. And, and it really ties in with a lot of the subjects that we've talked about over the last several weeks about leftism and so forth. Because when you, when, for instance, you're Jewish and you hate Judaism, then you have to find another religion. And what's the religion of secularism? It started as communism and then turned into leftist liberalism. So the leftist liberalism that we're seeing today from Jews that we would describe as self-hating really are Jews who hate Judaism. So 
I, w- I would think that's actually the, the, the right assessment. Did you write that when you sent me that message or not? Yes, I, I wrote that. Okay, because Why, when you, you think, wrote that... You think you wrote it to yourself? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I didn't know no. if you added that that caveat on the end that you were saying that in reality, they just don't like Judaism. And I agreed. I mean, not who am oh, I? Guys, what are you talking about? You, you're, you're saying something very weird to me. Like, I, I, must, <laughs> I must interview. What, what are you talking about? How we're can we're only I, talking we, about this because we want to make you feel like you don't know what you're talking about? What do you about. mean? <laughs> what are we talking about? I'm, I'm trying to understand. You, how can you say a Jewish person hates Judaism? No, it cannot be. If he hates Judaism and he is Jewish, he hates himself. Let's let's go to the root of the problem. Okay, we're, we're talking we're about there. Yes. there you we're go. That's what we want. Getting to a place of self hatred with no connection to the person's Judaism. Why? Why am I saying that? Because even if the person is Christian, and now he hates someone else that accidentally is a Jew or an Jew or a different religion, it doesn't matter. If that person has hatred in his heart, it means that he hates himself hatred comes out of self-hatred or else you wouldn't hate no one like the verse is saying in the opposite direction your love to your neighbor depends in your love to yourself so your hatred for your friend god forbid depends in your hatred to yourself as well yeah but the question is who's my neighbor judaism judaism is not the issue we have an issue because we're jewish okay but Judaism is not the reason for the hatred. The hatred is self-blame, self-slaughtering right, for they having they a big nose or whatever. Hate they won't. Nose. But they won't agree with you that that's it. They're, well, I, I hear what you're saying, but they're not going to agree with you. They're going to tell you, you that remember, the issue is. You remember what I'm saying to those ones who disagree with. But I'm not working for you. And I'm not working for no one. <laughs> well, let me let me let me throw this in. What what about those who who are religious, but are highly critical of Israel and highly critical of settlements and highly critical of anything about uh, Jewish politics? Would you consider them self-hating Jews? Well, see, you, now you're getting to a point. This is this is goes back to the idea of what I talked about, like this realization that I came to, that a lot of this goes back to, okay, if you want to, I'll take Rav Jor's point and say, okay, they don't hate Judaism. What they hate is Zionism. Okay. So a lot of this came out out of a root of being against Zionism. Um, Why is it that you you don't, to, to your point, Rod, Maybe you have people like that, like Naturi Karta and things like that. These are extremists, okay? But the average religious person, okay, um, the, most religious people are not going to take the side of the Fakistinians or the Pseudostinians. You know, they're usually on the side of the Jewish people and it being a Jewish state. People typically who you see that are saying that, oh, Israel is racist. Or you know, right. Israel is an apartheid state, or those poor fakeistinians who we stole their land, 
They don't have a culture. They don't have a language. They don't have a connection to the land like we have for 3,000 years. But yeah, we stole it. Um, it's nonsensical. Typically, that comes from the person who really, and I don't like the term religious, observant is better for me. Okay, typically those people are not observant. So when I say they hate Judaism, they hate observance. They hate this idea of um, somehow being connected. I had two. I had three women come in yesterday to the gallery. First two women came in, and and they were talking to me, and they said, "Oh, we're conservative," and I said, "Don't ever label yourself." I said, "Don't ever label yourself." I said. To me, every Jew is holy, and every Jew observes something. There are some Jews that observe more than others. Some Jews observe less than others, but every Jew observes something. I said, look at most Israelis that are not considered observant. Every single one of them, almost every single one of them you see walk into a store or a shop will kiss the mezuzah before they walk in. Even to a store, not even a Beit Knesset, you know, a store. They'll kiss the mezuzah. So everybody does something. I said, don't label yourself. You have to stop looking at people from the outside and see what's in, in the inside, which goes to Rav Jor's point about the root of where this stuff comes from in, in, in the idea of self-hatred. The other And what this woman who said she was conservative said to me, she, she goes, well, you know, I work for Hever Kadisha. And I said, do you have any idea the holy work that you're doing? And yet there would be some people that, to your point, that are considered religious, that would look at this woman and say she's not even Jewish. She's not even a Jew because she said she's conservative. And yet, what does it say? It says that Hashem goes into Gan Eden at Chatzot at midnight to learn Torah with those who have gone before. I said, you are the person that's preparing those people to enter Gan Eden by working for Hever Kadisha. Do you have any idea how holy that is? And she like looked at me like, like with her wide eyes wide open. And then another woman came in and said something similar. Well, you know, I'm not really religious, I'm spiritual. And I said, don't underestimate yourself. Don't ever underestimate yourself. And then she also, I told her the story about the woman with Hever Kadisha. And she said to me, she bought a little trinket from the gallery. And then she said to me, wow, I got more than I, you know, paid for today. You know, thank you so much. So it really comes down to, I, I don't think we, um, I, I hear both of you. So I think it really, you know, we can tackle it from a, a lot of different angles. But from a spiritual standpoint, 100%, I agree with Rev Jor that at the end of the day, there is a self-hatred that's going on there. And it just manifests itself in hatred of observance, mm -hmm. or hatred of Judaism, or hatred of Zionism. Or... Um, Look, there, there are plenty of cultures wondering that about how can a person... How can they hate what? Please, Rod, please. No, no, no. I, I, I Go ahead. No, please, Rod, continue. No, I, I was just going to say, I, I mean. I said, uh, I'm, I'm right. We have a certain delay. We have a certain delay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You, you go ahead. So we. Rabbi, you go ahead. <laughs> oh, well, that makes it different. That makes a difference. Uh. 
we we have plenty of examples of societies and cultures that loathe their own culture for whatever reason. We, we know that we have people that are self-hating whites and self-hating blacks, whatever. And I, I, you know, Rob, you you are right because you know you say if you you hate, uh, you if you if you don't love Israel, you don't love the Torah, and you are a Jew, you you're self-hating uh, Jew, then then in reality you hate yourself. I, I I agree with that hundred percent. But we also have to remember there are a lot of people who have been born and raised in a very dysfunctional environment, maybe Jewish family that was partially religious, wasn't religious, whatever it may be. And they may feel like they don't fit in with the Jewish community because trust me, I have met plenty of these people that just don't feel like that they fit in. And maybe it's of their own own thought process, but they don't fit in. And and uh, they don't feel Jewish enough. You know, they go to a from congregation. They don't feel Jewish enough. Uh, and in some cases, it leaves them with depression and anxiety and low self-esteem. And this could cause them to lash out. But that kind of a person may not be self-hating Jew. And I, I think Ira is right in the sense he sort of he and I both painted this broader picture. I, you know, it's like a scene from Jerry Seinfeld where the whole whole uh, episode is about people who are anti-Semites and the anti-Demites and the anti-Dentites. And, you know, it's 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 like it's easy to draw a label on something, but I think it, it's fair uh, that now that we're here is is really analyzing it and and discovering how this can be rectified. So all right, I, uh, drawer, what were you saying? Yeah. I, I I want I want to hear your thoughts about what Rod said. I think so, that your experience about the culture in the U.S. is is very, very rich. Many of our followers and speakers are people who are experiencing anti-Semitism in the U.S. The anti-Semitism in Israel is up and running, and it's um, in many aspects um, um, like self self hatred, like we said, auto anti-Semitism, but um, but. Um, our friends in the U.S. and in Europe, they're experiencing a different aspect of that um, hatred. So that's why I think maybe you should like try to bring more of, of your knowledge. I'm... Right. So, so, so this is where I would say that we need to look at maybe because we're talking about Judaism and, you know, we brought up, you know, Chris, the, the Christians. Um, so maybe we need to make a distinction in what in what Judaism and Christianity believes uh, as opposed to the people that I'm speaking about. So when, when we're talking about like self-hatred or self-hating Jews and I'm connecting it to leftism, okay? Because I'm making a distinction, even though I don't like that word religion. So let's use that word for a second, a religion, okay? We're saying Judaism is a religion on one side, Christian, Christianity is a religion on one side. And then we're saying on the other side, the, the intellectuals, the elitists, the ones who are now part of cancel culture and wokeism and liberalism are saying those religions don't work for us. So we've come up with our own religion, which is this religion, which 
we can say, based on what you're saying, Rav Jor, is rooted in self-hatred. But I would say this. To a certain extent, Judaism and Christianity might share um, the same opinion on this, on, let's say, where they believe the, the nature of evil comes from, okay? Meaning that Judaism and Christianity might agree that, that evil comes from human nature, okay? Whereas the religion that I'm talking about on the other side, on the left side, <laughs> that side, not, not that side, um, comes from um, uh, capitalism and the religion of Judaism and Christianity and people that are used that as a crutch and are, are sucked in. They see all these kind of things like corporations and patriarchy and you know, traditional values and all these things, they see that as the root of evil rather than human nature. And I think that's what I'm, um, that's where I'm going at in, in, with this whole thing. So, so a, a lot of what I see when you see those kind of people that I'm talking about that I'm identifying as where I used to call them self-hating Jews, and now I'm saying they hate Judaism, what I'm really saying is they hate a religion that's based on human nature because they would rather blame it on something else. And they use that as a, as a tool now, as a hammer, the same way we've been talking about other people and other things that people use in order to silence people. Um, what I'm saying is now I have to be careful with the words I use so that I'm not using a term like that and a phrase like that to silence people that I disagree with. And that's why I'm saying that maybe we can't, we shouldn't be using this term self-hating Jews, but come to find what the root is. And, and, and you know, like you said, to a certain extent, it comes from self-hatred. So I'd like you to hear, I want to hear you expound more on that. I have, um, I have one point that I want to speak about, and I think that it's, um, that it's, it might answer a lot. And again, trying to, to, to push our conversations always to a place of conclusions, of practical advice. Mm -hmm. Okay, what to do with our lackings or with the lackings of our surroundings to help them to find their connection to Judaism or to heal our own self wounds that are holding us back from, from being like one with the truth and, and, and with what we believe that is right. Um, so first of all, there is a verse that is saying, Ta'amu. If you will taste, you will see that Hashem is good. Before you taste the taste of the Torah, of the wisdom of Judaism, you can never know how good Hashem is. You can never. And there are some people who has been taught in a very negative way something that was called Judaism, but it was never true Judaism. They were just beaten up by orthodox or ultra-orthodox or just ignorant that told them it's Judaism, that is Judaism, you must observe Judaism, this is Judaism, and on and on and on. And now they claim to hate Judaism, but they do not hate Judaism. They hate their teachers, they hate their parents, they hate the ones who made them taste bitterness and called it life. 
and called it Judaism. So those poor people never tasted Judaism like we in our childhood and in our youth, we haven't tasted Judaism. This is why three of us are Baal Tshuva. We are people who woke up in the middle of their lives to find Hashem and to follow Him and to learn more about Him when in our early years we never knew how Hashem is great. So if you would ask me in the beginning of my tshuva, if I want to do tshuva, if I want to come back to Hashem, I would make fun of you. I would not even bring it to, to, to any sincere and serious discussion. It would be just a joke. I would mock. I would laugh. Why? Because I was so ignorant. I didn't know anything about Judaism. So self-hatred or hatred towards Judaism comes out of ignorance about Judaism. They don't know. Now, I want to bring up a very painful memory of mine from an, a video uh, that, that I saw once on a Holocaust survivor who made Aliyah after the Holocaust. He came all alone and he met his wife that was also a Holocaust survivor and they got married. And with the years, they had only one child. And when that child became 18, he joined the army. And in the war of that year, he was killed in that war, unfortunately. And that person tasted only sorrow and bitterness in his lifetime. And the interviewer, the person who made the movie, asked him, did you say Kaddish on your child? Kaddish is the prayer that we say on the dead. God forbid that Hashem will, will, will save us from that, from the need of saying Kaddish. But the Kaddish is mentioning the mercy and the kindness and the goodness of Hashem. Now, we are saying that for him. Did you say Kaddish on your son? And he said, no. Why would I? For me, there is no connection between God to mercy. Those are two separated things. And he was totally honest. To my understanding, from what I experienced in my childhood, and then he described his childhood, living as a little kid in the in the sewer tunnels, eat like searching for food from the sewer, like from 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 waste, finding food inside waste. That's how he survived the Holocaust. And then like and seeing all his family being killed in front of his eyes as a child, and his whole community, and on and like worst like ever. And then to lose the only precious thing that, that a man can, can just imagine to have his only child. He lost his child in a battle. For him, if there is God, he represents only evil to his life experience, not for us, God forbid. So he said, why that I will lie on the grave of my son? Why that for the memory of my son, I will lie and justify someone that did only bad for me? That was his life experience. Now, me observing from the side, looking at that situation, except of wanting to hug him and to tell him, I understand you completely. I do not argue with you. That is your experience. And I don't have any words of, of um, condolences. I, I cannot do any. I love you. I hug you. I embrace you. I care for you. Can I help you with something? I don't have anything. I will not teach him. No, listen. God had a re I will not get into that position, into that conversation with that person 
ever. Who am I to speak with him? So we do understand that some of us really never tasted the sweet taste of Judaism. And that's why people might imagine to themselves that they have some reason to hate, like that we see the modern and new um, anti-Semite people who are claiming that the state of Israel is, and on and on and on, all the nonsense that they are talking about us. And you see interviews with honest Arabic people who lives in Eretz Israel, in the land of Israel, they cannot describe any aspect of apartheid in this state. There are no differences for civil for civilians here that lives here with their rights. Everyone are driving the same buses. Everyone are learning in the same schools. Everyone are being judged under the same law. Everyone are open the works and jobs are opportunities are everyone to become lawyers, to become doctors, to be to 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 elect to our government we have people in the government that are sitting and they are arab arabs people so like how do you even claim those nonsense because or that you're a liar and you have an agenda that you want to promote and as a liar you couldn't care less and just make up whatever you want to or that you're ignorant and you've never been to israel and you don't know what really goes on in Israel. And you don't know that in the same neighborhood that we're living, Arab people can live. But we cannot go into their neighborhoods. And they can go into ours. So because you're not here and you don't understand, you can hate. But it's an outcome of, of ignorance again. Mm-hmm. I really like the way you, you, you laid that out. And we're, we're not saying um, anything more than a person who would be perceived as self, self-hating Jew really should try to educate themselves a little bit better or hopefully somehow their eyes can get woken up. But the problem is, is once somebody gets in sort of a vicious, self-deprecating uh, look at their own life and their Judaism and where they came from, it's kind of hard until something happens where it causes them to want to look into them. But you are very right. And I hope that those people that sort of feel very critical of Judaism and Israel, uh, you know, I'm a big lover of, uh, of comedy, uh, stand-up comedy. And, you know, I follow a lot of Jewish comedians. And I would say uh, the vast majority of them, though not observant, are not self-loathing and self-hating Jews. I have heard some. But I also agree with you. It's because of their lack of knowledge. They just don't know. They, they, it's their own perceptions. And wow, it'd be great if we could hopefully on this show encourage people to just open their eyes a little bit and ask questions. Call you, for example. This is why, this is why we brought you in for everyone to see your lovely face and your amazing smile. And hopefully by that, they will decide to join us for the next session. And for sure, for sure, a lot of this has yeah, to do Ira with ignorance. And I, we <laughs> for sure, a lot of this has to do with ignorance, like you guys are talking. But but I want to read you a quote from Dennis Prager. Dennis Prager is a you know, I guess he would be considered a conservative commentator, but also he's you know, he's an observant Jew, and he, he this is what he said. This is his direct quote. He said, Judaism and Christianity believe 
that God and the Bible are to instruct us on how to live a good life. And now the heart is the last place to look for moral guidance. Leftists have contempt for anyone who is guided by the Bible and it's God and substitute the heart and feelings for divine instruction. So, so what he's basically saying is that we don't look to the heart. We look to the Torah, Ta'ame Torah, the tastes of Torah, like you were talking about, Rav Dor, and the idea of tasting. It, it's like, what's a practical thing that I tell people sometimes when somebody who's not observant comes to me and they said, oh, you know, you religious Jews, you have all these laws, you have to do all these things, you know, all these. I say to them, do you know why I... I say, you see that apple over there? I said, you know why I say a bracha on that apple? And they say, well, because you have all these. I said, no, 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 that's not why. I First, I tell them about the idea that there's a holy spark in them as a Jew and that these holy sparks are all part of the will of Hashem and that there are holy sparks in everything that was created by the will of Hashem. When Hashem created everything through his will, everything has these holy sparks in them. And I said, so the same way that we have, a, 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 we try to elevate holy sparks, I said, when I say a blessing over that apple, I'm taking something from the mundane and I'm raising it up to the holy. I'm raising up these holy sparks. And then they look at you and they go, I've never had anybody explain that to me before like that. I just thought, I said, that's the problem. You thought you didn't. I had a guy one time when I was on staff with Jews for Judaism called me up on the phone and he said to me, I was 12 years old and I, my mother wanted me to have a bar mitzvah. I didn't know how to read Hebrew. My mother hired a rabbi. He slept half the time. And I got called to the Torah for my bar mitzvah, and I could barely get through the Hebrew. And the Gabbai looked at me and said, what are you, a goy? You know, what are you, a Gentile? He said, I walked out of that synagogue, and I haven't walked into a synagogue since, and I'm 54 years old. So he hadn't been in a synagogue in 41 years. He said, why would I want to be any part of that? It's exactly what you're talking about. It's how we present it. So I'm not saying where the so at the end of the day, and then I'll give it over to you guys at the end of the day, this is why when we're talking about practical solutions, why I used such a controversial title, but then said that I was educated. Because in my own ignorance, I'm using a phrase that I think is wrong. And Hashem had to teach me. And that's why I put up this way today so that I learned that I have to be careful Many about people are things that I say because on one, hand, on one hand I'm trying to teach people about how to raise up holy sparks and on the other hand I'm, I'm, I'm trying to whack these people over the head and silence them when I could just as easily treat them the same way I did those two women that were in the gallery the other day we're all in a process of learning and definitely that is the way they're to connect ourselves to the maker of the universe that is beyond time um, is only in an eternal way of development, always. Like the verse in 
by Shlomo HaMelech said in Shira Shirim, we need, and we're asking Hashem, please pull us, help us, draw on us after you, and we're going to run. We need always to catch up with Hashem. That is the way to learn, always to develop and always to grow and always to know and to remember that there is much more to learn. And like the sages said, who is the wise person? The one who learns from any other people, from everyone. Not the one that he finished learning all, all the Talmud, the one who learned. The, no, he's not the wise. The wise is the one that his mind is open to learn from other people's life experience with no connection if they're Jewish or religious Jews or even Gentiles, just open-minded to learn wisdom from people who has it. A Jewish philosopher by the name of um, Les Lessing, I believe his name, Theodore Lessing, uh, during the 20th century, sort of they, they have attributed that term to him as a uh, uh, Jew hatred or self-loathing Jews or whatever. And it was pretty popularized in the 60s during their, the very left side being critical of Israel. And I don't think that any of us are saying that this self-hating Jewish, quote, identity that, you know, it's often labeled on people is a monolithic view. Obviously, there are many different reasons why people feel the way they do. Uh, I... I'm very slow to say, make that, uh, lay that criticism on anyone because I just don't feel, I just don't feel I have the, the place to do that. But at the same time, uh, I would hope that people would hear your words and, and begin to maybe think for a second, there's a reason that I should feel uh, proud and happy to be a Jew. And the only way that you're going to feel proud and happy to be a Jew is to begin to embrace the wisdom that is in it. This is one of the things as a person who has spent most of his life as the outside observer and to any uh, Jewish person that struggles with their Judaism, I would say, please understand that there is a wisdom in Judaism that is hard to come by in many other places. Please take a look and examine that before you would continue on the behavior. But my prayer is that every Jewish person would come to the full understanding that the creator of the universe is full of love and compassion and is one who desires a relationship with his people. Amen. Rob Ryan. I, agree. I want to maybe What? I want to I want to show you something. I want to show you something. I'm I'm just gonna try to write it down in a way that it will be seen in, in a good way to the camera. Is this like who cares? No, it's even better. Like we said, we need to progress. <laughs> I hope I'm doing it right. Let's see. Did it came now? You can see it good on the camera, or that it's uh, backward? Yeah, but it, it's backward. But that's backward. Uh, uh, so on on TikTok on my other camera, it's not backward. So I'm gonna write okay. it here again, on the other way again, on both on both ways. 
And then I'm going to explain something simple and beautiful. So that, does that make him a bilingual Hebrew linguist? I don't you know. write it backwards. Bilateral, maybe. I don't know. Uh, now you can see the word Yehudi here. The word Yehudi. Yehudi. And our friends on TikTok, they can see the word Yehudi here. Right. So yeah. Yeah. the word Yehudi is starting from this letter. You have Yehudi, Jewish. It begins with the letter Yud. That is a letter that is also written in the name of Hashem. Yud Kevavke, the name of Hashem, we know, like Hashem, mm -hmm. it's Yud. And also the letter He belongs to the name of Hashem. And also the letter Vav is inside the name of Hashem. And again, we're going with the last Yud again to the name of Hashem. But the letter Dalet is the only letter that is not mentioned in the name of Hashem. So that is the difference between Hashem to a Jew. What is the difference? The letter Dalet and what the letter Dalet represents. Delet. Dalet is like Delet. What is a Delet? Delet is a door. Yeah. That letter is in the shape of a door. And it can be open and it can be closed. And it only depends on you. To be Jewish is to be an open door to connect yourself to the name of Hashem, to be one with Hashem. And you can close that door and you can open that door. That's the difference. It's in your hands. It's in your free choice that were given to you, that was given to you to choose. If you want to open your heart, you will find Hashem. And if a person, God forbid, is choosing to close that door, he will be locked out, God forbid. And and if you look at that, the, the, the root of Yehudi, where it comes from, it comes from going back to this idea of what I talked about. When I say the bracha on that apple, what I'm basically doing is saying to Hashem, I'm thankful and I'm grateful for what you've provided to me, which right. is the foundation for where Yehudi comes from, right. from this idea of being thankful, mm -hmm. giving thanksgiving and being grateful to Hashem for those holy sparks that he created everything with. Thank you so much. Amen. So, Rod Bryant, tell us how people can learn more about what we're talking about from you. Yes, please contact us at Nativ, N-E-T-I-V, online.org, O-R-G, Nativ, online.org. It's a central place of learning uh, Jewish wisdom, uh, principally for the non-Jew. Of course, there are Jewish people also studying. We have some of the most reputable rabbis that teach on a regular basis. Ralph Dror has come and spoke several times at Nativ. And so we would be honored if you would join us. Uh, make sure to like us on Facebook. Make sure you take time to find us on Instagram and TikTok and all those other places to go. And YouTube, subscribe to YouTube. And we'd love to be able to hear from you, hear how things are going from you. So I'll turn it over to you guys, Rob Drawer. So I am, um, what can I say? Emuna.com, E-M-U-N-A-H.com. That's our website. You can join us. You can enjoy great services and great contact content. We have over 2,000 videos over there of complete long classes of mine and also short and edited and with music and like very nice um, products that we made. We have a great store over there and you can help us and support us on our 
donate and enjoy reading the books that I wrote and um, illustrated children books as well and on and on and on. Join us, help us, be part of us and help us to save lives of many, many people who are enjoying this great wisdom as we speak. Amen. And if you want to learn more about what I do, you can get my book on Amazon, The Science of Kabbalah. You can also go to my Facebook page, which is Science of Kabbalah. And my website is kabbalahproject.com. So Kabbalah spelled like that, you see there, project.com, no spaces, no one word. Um, and we're happy. And uh, we also, um, please like and share these videos that you see on Rav Jor's YouTube, on my YouTube. On Nativ as well. Facebook, on Nativ, like and share it and invite your friends to join us here every Tuesday night, close to 10 o'clock. <laughs> and every Thursday at 2. Be well, everyone. Shalom, shalom. Thank you, guys. Toda